Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Out of us, who would make the best buy? I don't have pockets because I'm a girl and I'm not allowed pockets. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Right, Amanda, tell me, are we rolling? I am. Ooh. <laughs> I like to start it pretty creepy. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today, we're joined by our guest, who's a top author. It's Ava Glass. Yay! Welcome, Ava. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for being with. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. A little warm, but but yes. you know, hanging in. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this in what we call the studio, which is my flat, where we have to close all the windows and doors <laughs> because it's not a great neighbourhood. <laughs> We ask on this podcast just one question, which is, tell me about spies. Like, <laughs> our audience will know that is not the regular question, but Ava writes um, crime fiction and also has experience with real life spies. And I just want to know what one of them's like. Just one of them. Pick your favourite. Okay. I will tell you. Oh, there's two and they're both good. One's a woman, one's a man. Choose. <gasps> I mean, I want to know about the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
So the woman was the first spy I ever met. She's about 28 years old, and I did not know she was a spy for quite a while, because I'm an idiot. Um, and she's a good spy. And she's a good spy, that's yeah. true too. But, you know, I'm supposed to be smart. I am not smart. So there we are. It was a lesson. So when I first started working for the government, they did a background check on me. They do it. It takes about six weeks. I know nothing about it. You either get your pass or you don't get your pass. Ooh. Exactly. And so I got my pass and I'm like, done. That was easy. Fine. I'm in. And so I go to work, but I'm not doing the work I'm supposed to be doing, which is working with intelligence officers as a communication specialist, like helping to spread the word about the good work they're doing. None of them will talk to me. Ah. And so, and I keep asking people and everybody's like, oh, everyone's busy. You know, it's going to happen. And then one day I met this young woman in the kitchen at the office and she was new and she worked in legal. She didn't know where anything was. Can I use this cup? Is it okay to use this? And she was really sweet. I really liked her. She was younger than me, super cute, normal. And then the next day she was on my bus coming from Waterloo Station. I was like, what a coincidence. You again. Amazing. And then a couple days later in my coffee shop. And so by then we're friends, right? Because this is fate. So we kept going to lunch and hanging out. This lasted about three weeks and then she disappeared. What? Her email disappeared. Her phone disappeared. That doesn't happen in the civil service. Your email is forever. They're too incompetent to get rid of an email. Like mine probably still exists. It was 12 years ago. And um, that's when I met the spies again. That's when they came to meet me. And I realized sometime later, like not immediately, but somebody dropped a hint. And I'm like, oh my God, she was a spy. And she was my background check. I was about oh, to say, was she Why spying do you keep on you? Yeah. Running because into each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I really was thinking that as well. Genuinely. It's such a woman thing though. You're like, it's fate. We're besties. <laughs> <laughs> So she was good. She was, and I, that's why I wrote books. That's why I write books about spies because oh, I man. wanted to write her. So my wow. spy is based on her. Oh wow! I wanted to know how could she be, guys? 27, 28. Yes. so good at lying, so believable, so convincing. I mean, I, I do think I have some, like now, some awareness of what's around me, and I'm just like, I really like her. She's oh, nice. But now you're gonna be like, meet someone who wants to be a friend, and you'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously, a you'll spy. be gone in three weeks, lady. <laughs> exactly. I would think that is a huge asset to be young and female Absolutely. because they're the ones you don't suspect. Yeah. Because yeah. we are a sexist society. Yes. But I do wonder how do you work your way up and you're only 28 and that's your job? Like, where do you start? Like, in the spy internship? program like what's I, your background how do you do that, that stuff is so secret and I really oh. want to know so I make it up in my books because I want to imagine yes. how that must work yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. how do you train how do you yeah exactly. like, you just have it or you don't have it and they watch you I think they just watch you oh my gosh they're yeah. all watching That's definitely great. passed me over like that one no <laughs> same and I was in the office <laughs> You had an opportunity to be recruited. I was right there. Oh, to be like in Men in Black, where they go like, oh, right yeah. this way. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm going to be so worried, yeah, about any new friendships now. <laughs> no, especially after talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Have oh, you no. ever met a really annoying spy that just had an annoying personality? No, I haven't. Really? And I think that wouldn't be allowed. Like, you'd be such a rubbish spy if everybody right. hated you. Oh, my God. My husband is not a spy. Oh my God. What a way to find out. It's interesting. <laughs> Charm is important. Sense. Yeah, they've got to weed out the. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the word is because I, I was going to say narcissist, but actually there must be a high amount of narcissists. I would think so. With the, the ego that's required. 
A narcissist can be terribly charming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just look at my dating history. (laughs) 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 So out of us, who would make the best buy? I'm very friendly. I look at Ava. We've just, we've just met Ava. I'm like, probably her. It's really hard. Out of the three of us, Katie. 100% Katie. Yeah, maybe Katie. So I'd have to get to know you better, but I mean. Well, I'll pop up in your coffee shop. <laughs> then I'll know. <laughs> I think we're a way to. Like, you can actually stay calm. <laughs> Wow. You can keep a straight face. <laughs> Mine's always like, Bleh. this is very flattering. <laughs> Kate, I've always thought of you as a spy, yeah. and I'm glad this has come up. It's always good to have a plan B career. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> and my five is always hiring. <laughs> yeah. Great dental. Oh my god! It's fine because they can't. It's similar. It's not. It's vaguely similar with the police because they have to. Like you're not allowed to become a police officer if you've got relatives in in prison and stuff because you could get bribed and stuff. Mm. So it must be obviously even stricter to be, join MI5. Yeah, a, a spy told me once about getting top secret clearance because there's multiple levels of clearance and mine was second from the top top wow. secret being the absolute top Ooh. that's high Except, well i didn't know this is the thing i didn't know <laughs> that. I mean, that was so secret <laughs> i didn't know that exactly <laughs> and so a friend of mine who got who was a spy who had top secret clearance told me that part of his clearance was an elderly ex-spy coming to his house sitting down discussing opera and yeah. then asking him to name every person he'd ever had sex with in his life Whoa. I mean there wouldn't be enough time for me <laughs> am I right guys <laughs> oh my gosh why the <laughs> opera what was the opera just to warm him up so speaking of <laughs> opera speaking of tragic death you know, <laughs> yeah. I need to hear about your dating history enough about La Boheme <laughs> who's blown you <laughs> Amazing. I could genuinely talk about how crap a spy had be all day. But... We picked the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, we might have done. I'm looking at my case going, this isn't as interesting. But um, the question we do ask on this podcast is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have been the victim of a few crimes. Two of them are particularly, I would say, entertaining and memorable. <laughs> do go on. Okay. So I used to live in the States, the first one. So I'll give you my first remembered crime. So I was mugged in New Orleans um, when I lived in New Orleans. And it was like everybody got mugged in New Orleans. This is no big deal. This was, it's just a, it's part of living there. It's the joy. You know, you get jazz fest and mugged. (laughs) (laughs) When I I was really afraid of it because it was like, it was a big thing. People got shot in muggings. And so I knew, like Mm -hmm. the police made it really clear. If you get mugged, just just give him everything, be really polite. Wow. And so my boyfriend and I, I was quite young, and my boyfriend and I were walking in the French Quarter, and these two men just appeared. Like, they just melted out of the Ooh. darkness, if I can use the term, and we were only a little drunk. And they had a gun, or at least it looked like a gun. It was so mm. quick, I couldn't look. I couldn't look at it, because if I looked at it, I would throw up on him, which would mm. not help. And... Um, <laughs> And so they basically said, you know, the usual, your money or your life, whatever it is, give it up, I think was more or less what they said. Yeah. My boyfriend at the time had just finished a double shift working as a waiter, which is what we did at the time. He had $200, which to us was an infinite amount of money in his backpack. And um, 
and he didn't want to do it, but we knew. And so he just said, like, it's all in here. Just take oh, it. Like, shit. just take it. And they separated us really smoothly. Oh. Like, we didn't even notice it happening. One had me on one side of the car. One had him on the other. And apparently he told me later they were telling him, if you don't give us everything, we'll kill her. Wow. And they told me, just stay really still and everything will be fine. So I just stayed really still and, like, did a mental calculation of every piece of jewelry I was wearing that might be worth anything. Because oh. <laughs> most of my stuff was just cheap silver. But I had one ring, which was my mother's. Oh. And so, like... While they're both watching my boyfriend give up his money, I'm like working the ring off my finger and trying to find some place to put it. And I like, like I don't have pockets because I'm a girl and I'm not allowed pockets. So I'm kind of just like dropping it into my sock, like, oh, oh an itch. And um, nobody seemed to notice. And I thought, oh, God, away with that. You know, and then they're like. You know when you get that itchy ankle when you're <laughs> being mugged. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. They're like looking at my earrings and like, oh, like no, 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 no. <laughs> they rejected all my jewelry, which is wow. kind of insulting. And well, they um, know what they're doing, huh? <laughs> they were professional, man, which like, later. This is from Marshalls. Yeah, no, we're not having that. Got that, at the, got that at a market, $10. And so then they had everything and they're like, we're going. And then that was like reverse Columbo. Like he turned around, and he said, "Just one more thing. What oh did you no, put? What did you put no, in your sock?" No. And I was like, "You don't want it. It's not that much. It's just my mom's ring. You know, you don't want it." And he's like, "I just need to see it." And so, like, rather than get shot, I took it out of my sock. And he's like, "I'm very sorry, but I do have to take this." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He said he was sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were pros. They had done this many times yeah. before. Yeah, and they he's, sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> he did work say, his, <laughs> his parting words were, but look, you get to keep your life. It's a good night. <gasps> and then they told us to walk away while they stood there, which let me tell you, when you're walking away from a gun, it's like awkward. And so we're just <laughs> running to the bar on the corner, which was a gay bar a friend worked at. And we're just like pounding on the window going, Perry! <laughs> Oh. And he said, "Oh, not you too." Uh. Anyway, <laughs> no. anyway, oh, you are lucky to be alive. Oh, indeed. Oh, it's lucky that they didn't get more angry that you had tried to hide the yes. ring. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. They seem to consider it rather sweet. Oh. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I thought we didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, exactly. I have such mixed feelings oh, about that because I'm partly like so annoyed. I can see why you would have the gratitude. They've absolutely stolen a precious family piece of jewelry, but it's also like it was almost a dick move to hide it, but it made yes. complete sense to hide it. Yes. But it's, I would just be in a tiz trying to work out how what I feel about do. that. Yeah, exactly. You've just reminded me that I had an English teacher who had lived in New Orleans, because you're saying everybody gets mugged and yeah. they have guns. And she was, for some reason, bold enough to refuse to give her money. And she got shot in the face. Oh, whoa. Yeah. But I tell you what, if you want to endear a group of high schoolers to you, <laughs> you open with, because you could tell that her face had been reconstructed. And she's like, so I guess you're going to want to know about my face first. And she tells this story and wow. she's so proud of it. Because, oh I mean, her jaw was falling <gasps> off. Like, she is so lucky to be alive. Jesus. But she yelled after the guy. He ended up running away because he couldn't believe that, like, he shot her in the face. And then he freaked out, I think, yeah. that he'd done that. Wow. I just killed 
somebody and she yelled after him you still didn't get my fucking money <laughs> oh my god Holly no I know she was such a great teacher too oh, I love the fact lovely. she was just like an English teacher like but, I don't know what teacher I would have expected it from like maybe a PE teacher but, but like yeah. the female John Wick just like <laughs> not yeah. giving in anyway let's talk about Henry Rowe <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Today, hell, Steinbeck. <laughs> and you have two crimes, you said. Okay, so my second crime is British because I am uh-huh. dual nationality, so I like to be even in how <laughs> I distribute yeah. my crime. That's fair. <laughs> so I was living in Walthamstow way before it was nice and <laughs> when it was just cheap. And um, I got burgled, as again, I think pretty much everybody yeah. can say, oh, yeah. And um, it was fine. They kicked in the door, which would have taken quite some time. Oh, and it, like it was a good door. It had good locks on it. And the cop, when he mm. finally came, was like, "Wow, they would have spent time on this." He almost Jeez. sounded like admiring, like that can't have been easy. Yeah, craftsmanship At, on this exactly. break. <laughs> craftsmanship. <laughs> they basically took the whole wall down, and and there wasn't much. Oh. Like again, I never had much. I took my laptop, which was very sad oh. because it was one of those clamshell um, apples, the early oh, ones. I oh, those. fun! I didn't have one, but I remember seeing. Them. I don't even remember. My friend had one. And Did it actually look like a clam yeah. shell? And it like had a purple top and a sort of white bottom. Oh my god. Super cute. I want one now. Really yes. cute. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. And so they took that and they took my passport, which really sucked oh. because at the time I worked for a, tra- oh. like a publishing travel company and I was about to go to Girona the next day. Oh, and I was shit. very excited to go to Girona. I did not go to Girona. Oh. And the passport also wow. had my visa stamp in it, which oh, meant shit. I was suddenly illegal on so many levels. Oh my god. <laughs> so I had to go to about every embassy. See, there oh, is in London. God, yeah, all the paperwork. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's I cried. The best I went sh- worse. I cried in every embassy, and they all felt really sorry for oh. me. <laughs> I love that. As I said, I cried in every embassy. <laughs> Name an embassy. I've cried. I cried in it. I would, I would wear that t shirt. I've, I've cried in every embassy. It is. It's such a nightmare. Paperwork really uh, is the real crime. Yeah, that's, that's true. That, the gift of having to do paperwork. Yeah, try telling that to your English teacher. I'm like, you got your face back after a few painful surgeries, sure. Okay, but to add insult to injury, because my crime goes on, Ooh. my flatmate was this really beautiful German girl named Mila. She was stunning, size six, white blonde hair, <laughs> the biggest blue eyes. That cop, who when he came, adored her so much, I could not get him into my room <gasps> to write up the things I had lost. Wow. And because he, he would just, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you didn't lose anything else? Oh my God. And what do you do for a living? Where do you work? And I'm just Ooh. like, again, no passport, no, no, no laptop, hello. So can you just write them down? Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. God, nothing is ever different. Whatever <laughs> time in history you go to, that is happening. It's true. Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, and she's like, nothing's even been stolen from her. And he's like, here's a blanket. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what it was like. She was so bewildered with his big blue eyes. Like, oh, you are very nice. And I'm like, oh, again. <laughs> Missing passport. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Did the like the missing passport come up in the background check? Uh, no, actually, they would have oh. known all about it because it was reported immediately. Oh, it's- I did the right thing. <laughs> yeah. All of those embassy oh, got the paper trail. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always wonder that, like, if you have a passport stolen, yeah, yeah. if there's somebody who where does it end up? Does that look yeah. like you did it in some way? Oh yeah, or do they just? I guess they cut your photo out and just use it as a. Yeah. Do they, is that what they do? Yeah. I don't know a lot about crimes. If someone's <laughs> using your photo, 
your passport now, yeah. that will pop up in somebody's machine yes. right, if they're flying with it. It's marked as stolen immediately. So they uh, would actually get arrested. So yeah. what is the purpose of doing that then? Because uh, they, they're going to have it for five minutes before... Maybe it's still like buy alcohol underage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of kids. <laughs> but I guess you can't fly with it. No. No, you might be able to... I mean, in those days... Okay, so this yeah. was like 2003. Maybe you could take a ferry with it or something. I yeah. don't know. Mm. Maybe they weren't that good then. They're very good now. You could just have a very long circuitous... Is that the word? Yes. Route. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the Isle of Wight. And exactly. And from there, to the Sydney Islands. <laughs> Worth it. Thank you for sharing those uh, those crimes. Yeah, I'm scarred, us. you guys. <laughs> scarred for life. Yeah. I mean, the gun oh, one. Yeah. That is chilling. The, that mugging story is yeah. just really... It was terrifying. Ooh. It really was. I mean, I make light of it, but at the time we were both completely freaked out. Of course. Yeah. And even the, as you say, like even the walking away, because you're still walking away from a gun. Yeah. Like and you're still not safe. Particularly because you've kind of tried to... Fucked with them about the yeah. yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think, I don't know why I always think that if you explain the sentimentality of something, I that, know, that no, robbers no. will go, oh my God, babe, I did not realize. I had a mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you know who doesn't care about how you lost the ring is your mother. The one who gave it to you. She does not forgive. She does not forgive. (laughs) But you were irresponsibly wearing a nine-carat gold ring while you were walking through the dangerous streets. Well, true. (laughs) I thought she would just be pleased you were alive. My mother? No. (laughs) (laughs) She's all about the jewels. Responsibility. Wow. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Well, um... (laughs) Well, before we all start talking about our mothers, <laughs> we've this podcast is an hour. We have to. Uh... Okay, so today for our true crime, we are discussing an invention that claimed to be able to change the way the police got confessions out of criminals. Oh, ooh, was it Mila? <laughs> Secret weapon. <laughs> Yeah. Was that her name? That oh, okay. Name. <laughs> You're right. Did that makes sense. <laughs> so we're in America. We're in the 1920s. Mm. And how do you think, like, confessions were obtained from criminals at this point? Just like, what was the normal way you'd get someone to confess to a crime? I guess just badgering them, right? Just get in their face. <laughs> get in their face. <laughs> Isolate and them. It's pre-Miranda rights. We know that. Yes. Um, oh yeah, Miranda wasn't on till like the nineties, Katie. Uh, <laughs> um, See, that was the laugh. That was the laugh of a spy. Uh, <laughs> also, it was definitely like the early two thousands that Miranda. Was. Yeah, sorry, I, mean, I got the wrong. Everything about the joke sucks. I'm so sorry. We can't all be gold. Um, because I'm the expert and all mine is so shiny gold, all the jokes I made. I am assuming there wasn't very much in the way of, you know, criminal rights. Right. In terms of not being beaten up. Okay. Because there isn't now. So. <laughs> yeah. The clue is in the present. I'm going with yeah. rubber hoses. They used to oh. beat them with rubber hoses. Oh, mm. wow. That was a thing. And I thought they always emphasized rubber, like there were other kinds of hoses. Like, yeah. they do not use <laughs> the silk hoses. Oh, no. 
<laughs> rubber. But anyway, it's in books. I mean, I don't know. It was, but definitely the yeah. bleeding, right? Yeah. And what was that like? Out. Like a hose? Would there be like, water would come out of it? No, or? I think it was just oh. the hose itself, so they could whip it from a distance because oh. the oh. end would then have. I mean, I'm no expert again. <gasps> I'm just guessing. This is how my imagination works. <laughs> huh. very, I didn't realize it was gardening based. Wow. Don't make us get the rake. Would have been bad though. Unless you had like a really itchy back. That would have <laughs> I would have told them anything. <laughs> you know what? You guys are all kind of right. Is that it was violence would be used to coerce confessions out of people. Mm. Um, they'd be in interrogation rooms. They get into interrogation room. They get them alone. They, you know, they had no rights and a lot of violence. And also, I read somewhere that that's where the the term the third degree comes from, from this. But I can't remember why. So that's not really very useful. So. <laughs> so that's not a great like system. A third degree burn? Did they burn them? No, I don't think they burn them. The degrees of violence for a second and third, like yeah. a little and then more. Yeah, maybe it was maybe. something like that. Interesting. Wait, hose, rake. What comes after rake? Oh, like a lawnmower. <laughs> the lawnmower came out. <laughs> well, there was no need to make the noise. We all know what a lawnmower is. <laughs> this invention, um, I would argue, would potentially make. The situation uh, worse. Okay. Um, so, what do you think? I mean, I will tell you now that this like was... a massage chair. Oh, <laughs> <so> relaxed. <laughs> this was from a patent. So um, there was a patent in 1924. It. This doesn't necessarily mean that this was at any point used, but this is what the inventor pitched. So the inventor pitched something that would be something that would be put in the interrogation room with the criminal in order to, to, to get these uh, confessions. And they thought this would be a lot... This would be a much better way of doing it. Uh, it's fucking nuts, so go wild. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm picturing... Because you've already got your violent stuff, right? Yeah. So what you want to do is save time. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of time and energy to beat the shit out of someone. So maybe you've got a machine. Maybe it's some kind of, like, little electronic thing. So there's just a threat of, like, we're going to attach you to... We're going to electrocute you. It's just going to sit there. Okay. Um, and the machine will do mm. the torturing, I guess, for like you. Like an electrical charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like at the That's... end of the Addams Family with Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wish she does. Yeah. She has them all in the chairs, and I'm sure there's a Simpsons episode where they're all in oh, the chairs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The therapy yeah. one. So okay. I think that's my sadistic answer. I'm nice. not happy with it, but that's my answer. <laughs> I like guess. Good guess. What would you put in the room with them? Twenty. Because lie detector tests came not hugely long mm. after that, although they weren't really good yet. But they weren't invented really early. That's that's better than my guess. <laughs> I just keep picturing. And this is the... a competition, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Does it also makes you sound less psycho. Like... <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'd do is I'd rig them up to some electronics. Something that I've sketched out in my spare time. Is... I'm a violent cop. Here's where I'm thinking. <laughs> I just keep picturing the giant doll from Squid Game <laughs> for some reason. Oh, I can't the girl. Get past that. Yeah, the girl. Well, I... is um, it the girl from Squid Game? <laughs> I'm gonna tell. You that you were the closest. Oh, and how? I know. Okay, this is batshit. <laughs> and the hint I'll give you next is that basically at that time spiritualism was quite big in the states. Oh. So oh, any yeah. advance on the, like a the, voodoo doll, a Ouija board. No, like okay. a oh, like a machine, a, a ghost machine. Yeah, like yeah, something like it maybe it emits white noise, and and he says it's commuters, the spirits are going to be cross with you or something. Oh. Spiritualism. I like ghost machine. <laughs> yeah. 
the technical term. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to tell you, it was a giant skeleton. Oh. Okay. You need a patent? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we've all got one. (laughs) Yeah. How is this patent not rejected out of hand? (laughs) I mean, there's more. There's more. It starts with the giant skeleton. Okay. Um, So... Spiritualism had been quite big at the time, and the inventor thought that um, it would scare the perp into confessing. <laughs> so the idea was to frighten someone into confessing. Oh, um, wow. They claimed this was on the patent that the illusion of a supernatural character will work upon the suspect's imagination. Convinced that he is speaking to a true ghost skeleton, the bandit in the chamber will spontaneously confess his most secret crimes. So it is a ghost machine. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> oh, boy. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you think I it like would work on, on you? Optimism. <laughs> no, I think I'd just be really, like, sad, locked in a room with a skeleton. <laughs> I would just treat it like my therapist. I'd be like, so, what did we talk about last time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I think the skeleton is less terrifying than having the shit beaten out of you. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. yes. Good point. But, like, this is the thing, is that you're not just going to confess to any old skeleton. There was obviously adaptations to the skeleton to make oh. it more frightening. Oh my god. Different um, hats. <laughs> what else? What else did this skeleton like have? Like glowing eyes. Ding 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 ding. Yes. yes. Red glowing eyes. That was one of them. Anything else? From what I know about America, Halloween's a big thing. Would everyone have not just been like, woohoo, what a cool looking skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's got any candy. Yeah. <laughs> Trick or treat. Smell my feet. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's amazing. Have you not? No. <laughs> Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. That's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it it's got to end with a sexual assault. It's usually <laughs> underwear. <laughs> just how we do it. God, it's amazing it's so popular in America. It's massive. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like the purge. Come on. It's only. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> What else? Okay, what? did the bones rattle or smoke or something like that? Or is that too ahead of its time? Ooh, interesting. Like interesting. It, it would have made a bit... I'll tell you what, they did have, like, lights came down from the top and lights from the bottom as well, so made it seem like it was kind of floating. Oh, my God. With the red eyes. So sort of that kind of... This feels like somebody who wanted to work in theatre but yes. got stuck working on the force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need lights. <laughs> Drapery. Oh, my God. They're really trying to zhuzh up their job. <laughs> so the skeleton I mean obviously you can't interrogate someone without a voice the skeleton would talk how do you think they made the skeleton talk um, wait as in the door appears to move without yeah so basically what, what, what would happen is yeah a perp was led into the interrogation room uh, the lights would be down then the lights would illuminate the skeleton <laughs> both the eyes would start to shine and then the skeleton would start to talk so I, I'm not sure if the jaw would move but but there's um, a speaker but is it Vincent Price that does the talking in Thriller yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. maybe it's his voice <laughs> I would 1920 <laughs> <laughs> like baby oh, Vincent an approximation <laughs> yeah exactly so they get like Funk. Like, 40,000 I can't do that <laughs> they get like the guy with the spookiest voice yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah because if you're like hey Paul yeah just a few questions before we let you go <laughs> <laughs> happy Halloween um, 
There would be another room adjoining onto the interrogation room where the detective would sit with a megaphone. <laughs> oh my god. A megaphone. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. My Vincent Price house is not looking quite like <laughs> <laughs> Um and they'd ask the perp questions. Um and they would move the mouth, so the the mouth would be moving. Oh wow. Uh-huh. And it would just be this guy sort of essentially behind a curtain. But like a bad animation. I bet it was yeah. moving at the right time. Just clicking. The perp's gotta be like, I'm being pranked, right? Like, what the fuck are the police doing? Right. Yes. It's it's such a kind of because the the painting like you can you can see it there's there's drawings and there's explanations as to why they think it will work maybe the person whose idea it was is like trying to stop the violence maybe they're okay. just so desperate to stop the violence that they're like guys look wait can we not try skeletons <laughs> <laughs> it's too much you keep That's... killing all the perps yeah <laughs> let's just try Anything else, <laughs> anything. Um, and But also the goal of the skeleton was to cut down on retracted confessions. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the inventor said it is a well-known fact in criminal practices that confessions obtained initially from those suspected of crimes through ordinary channels are almost invariably later retracted. So this was the problem, was they'd get confessions by beating them up mm-hmm. and then they'd get better. I, I go, said that only so the beating would stop. Yes. Essentially, yeah. Can they not be like, I only said it because I was scared shitless of a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Lighty eyes. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like that undermines the whole... They haven't solved the problem, they've just moved it. <laughs> yeah, they've displaced it. Don't worry, the, the inventor has, has covered this. Okay. Um, how does the skeleton make sure you can't retract your statement? Oh. oh. It takes your soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do with his brain or his skull. So it's something that's in his skull. Oh, it's a recording device. Yes. Oh. But- could they not have just they were recording before? Like, not a tape you recorder. didn't need the skeleton. You just the had... recording device would do. Yes. Just microphone. I mean, yes. it's, a very, it's a very good point. And also, we can't it... just put a recorder in there, boys. It needs a body. <laughs> and also, it's a hidden recorder, presumably. Then, yeah, yeah. And I guess there were no rights around without no. your knowledge. Right. Blah blah blah. Yes, and also this is the thing as well. Sometimes when you see a painting and you're like, so it was a film camera that they'd pitched would be inside the skull and like this is 1920s and like i i don't know much about 1920s film cameras it was not audio they were uh, huge yes yeah absolutely huge that's because the table huge yeah and also yeah. Probably, like, a, exactly. like they make all this noise <laughs> yeah this was maybe never gonna work but, <laughs> <laughs> drunk women solving If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Drunk women solving crime. Before we get back into this week's episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime, we must tell you all about the new season of True Detective Night Country, which is available to watch exclusively on Sky TV. Episodes are dropping weekly on Sky Atlantic, and we have been so excited to get a first look at this new season, which stars Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese. And the best part is you don't need to have watched the past seasons. You can just dive straight into this one. So guys, what did we think of the first episode? it's so creepy and atmospheric because i've only ever seen the first season of true detective which i loved and it's just captured that sort of sense of dread and what's going to happen and the suspense is there from the first 30 seconds in just such beautiful scenery but still super spooky there's a bit in it at the very beginning where a character looks terrified and says she's awake and that's how i feel about having a newborn Oh my god, I'm really hard relating to this right now. <laughs> Stuff like when there's like the marks on the tongue that gets found is like this huge clue and that I love stuff like that, like the attention to detail. It's a pretty early tongue, which is the name of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> We should say where it takes place, because I think that's part of, it's almost the other character in the series. It's in this, turns out it's a fictional town, but it's based very much on real places. It's a town called Ennis in Alaska, and it's way up on the Arctic Circle, and it sort of kicks off with the last sunset of the season in December. So the whole series is taking place in darkness, which immediately just gives this amazing tone to the whole thing. And there's a there's a bit of a theme of the supernatural running in. I think they're sort of raising the question of, you know, it's a crime series and they're going to look for hard evidence, but is there something involved in the supernatural realm? Yeah, it really seems like that it's being played as a possible explanation as well, isn't it? There's like a real kind of Mary Celeste mystery very yes. early doors it's like what has happened here it could be almost anything and with the disappearance of men in the snow it reminded me a bit of a case that we did about the Dyatlov pass mystery in russia where there was this question of why do people end up you know running and so scared and in states of partial undress in the snow and i'm like ooh, and they're kind of throwing around theories about that so 
We've been training our entire audience up for this, uh, <laughs> this series. <laughs> Episode two, I'm, I'm not going to mention anything about it. Hashtag no spoilers. But there's a bit in it that um, I think was inspired by the Titanic. I do think everything is inspired by the Titanic <laughs> because I certainly am. But there's a bit in it where it's something that they did after the Titanic sank that they do in this. Answers on a postcard. If you spot that, let me know if you know what it was. We should talk about the leads as well because I have always loved Jodie Foster and she's obviously one of the best actors out there. Kaylee Reese I had never seen and she has not done nearly as much acting as Jodie Foster and you would never know it. It turns out she used to be a professional boxer. Oh wow. Really? Which kind of shows like she's really badass. She's a very cool character but she is just acting at the same level as Jodie and I just I want to see where their relationship goes because there's a lot of friction between these two. They are not best buds. No but they do respect each other don't they? They've got that whole detective buddy thing going where there's grudging respect. Yeah, you can tell, well, okay, they're going to be thrown together and then they're going to have to work through their differences. And also, it feels like there's a bit of an observation about the relationship between the indigenous population there and the beliefs and kind of respecting culture, you know, versus all the white people there that have kind of come in. So it's there's a big question mark on how is all that going to play out? Yes. The micro and the macro. (laughs) Name of my sex tape. Sorry. (laughs) I've always thought like I have like my three favourite genres of TV shows and films. And they're kids on bikes, of course. Sharks but clever. And police in the snow. So this was like absolutely made for me, this show, because police in the snow is just, it's just such a great genre. There's something about it that's really, like you say, it's just spooky because it's, it's all... I was about to say it all happens at night, but of course it doesn't. It all happens during the day, but it's dark. The whole time they're like, you know, they'll be looking out the window and it'll be dark and they'll say, do you want lunch? And I'll be like, what? They're having lunch for dinner? That's mental. And then I'll realise, of course they mean they, uh, <laughs> it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> it is a great series. I've really enjoyed it. And also in terms of feeling like it's exactly for me, is I follow these people on Instagram who one person lives in this place in the North Pole and you just follow her life. And it's just amazing because she talks about the, um, you know, all the days of darkness. Um, and also there's a, a research station because some of it happens at a research station. And I follow a research station up in the North Pole as well. And I'm just like, it's like the algorithm has like really got me. <laughs> Time. Now watch this TV show and there's puppies in it. There's like a lot of great huskies. Like a lot there of are dogs. there are yeah. some good dogs in there. Man, the day they make sharks on bikes in the snow, you're gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is one that is definitely worth checking out if you want to be a little bit creeped out and you want a lot of crime, a lot of forensics, an amazing setting, amazing acting. So join us in watching True Detective Night Country, available exclusively on Sky TV. Night country. Night country. Night country. Can't believe they didn't use that in the series. <laughs> Billie Eilish, whatever. Well, like I said, we know about this because there was a patent filed on August 16th, 1927. Because um, there are so many other people vying yeah. to make <laughs> You've got to get a head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Mine has blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously now we need to talk about the person that, who invented this. Who is this person? Uh-huh. And that's what that's what I want to ask you. Is like, what is your initial thoughts on who this person is? I think we've gone through this wannabe theater guy yeah mm. which makes the most sense somebody very theatrical surely yeah it's gotta be a theatrical 
hippie, <laughs> anti-violence theatre guy. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, I'm leaving. <laughs> it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, I guess. <laughs> Please confess to me. <laughs> I'm just some bones. <laughs> Very good. The Phantom of the Opera wants to know who you <laughs> fucked. <laughs> we have already talked about opera, haven't we? <laughs> right, so, but before I reveal who this person is, I want to know, does does anyone have an invention in them that they think could make them a million pounds? Because I think I do, so... Oh. And I'm, I'm willing to share it, but... I need uh, I need to know. Have you ever have you ever invented anything or thought I could be an inventor? I don't cuz I got nothing. I just don't come up with useful things. But <laughs> my brother had an idea once for a salsa bowl. You know when you try to put the ch- of course it's for food. It's my it's my family. <laughs> You know when you, like, chase the salsa with the chip and you're, like, trying to get it on? Yeah. He had this idea for a bowl that sort of curved in at the top so that the wave... Gravity helps Whoa. it. Yeah, nice. it would sort of drive the salsa and it would fall on the That's great. I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Or maybe it has. <laughs> I haven't looked into it at all. <laughs> That's really good. I so would absolutely go. buy that. I think it makes sense. That is yeah. really good. Hmm. Someone's going to nick it now. You've... You've oh. nuts it. Go forth and sell my brother's idea. <laughs> I mean, there's you... no way you could patent that. No. <laughs> could he, is anyone good at pottery? Could you just make one? Yeah. Make a prototype. Yeah. Again, I'm useless. I got nothing. <laughs> Same. I've got nothing. I don't invent. I don't. I don't put myself out there. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> Katie, anything? Uh... No, I've got like hypothetical stuff, but I don't know the science of how to invent it. Hey, I presume neither did this person. So, like that is that's how the best things begin. Yeah, like I don't know, a, a ray that makes you be able to fly. Oh, okay, I see. Oh wow, <laughs> okay. uh-huh. it's more like wish fulfillment than invention. Yeah. Okay. Very childlike. It's like going invisible. Um, I'm going to patent that. Yeah. Just haven't got the science sorted out yet. <laughs> My one is, uh, I mean, it's not great. It's another food one. but And I can't think of the word. The problem is, I won't be very good at pitching this on Dragon's Den because I can never think of the word for, what's the word for like, you know if you have uh, a thing of paper, like a kind of paper pad, mm-hmm. and you like pull the paper out and there's an edge there that's slightly sort of, is it, it's not serrated, is it? It's, what's Perforated. The Perforated. There we go. So the pitch starts now. Perforated. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got all the words I need. Okay. Perforated lasagna sheets. What, that you pull out of a book? (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. No, but... Because you your dish might not be the exact size. Oh my and it god! Never is. <laughs> oh my god! Woodbye! Woodbye! Oh. Perforated lasagna. And now I know the word perforated. I'm going to be a millionaire. When, okay. I, when I make lasagna, I try to break it. Yeah, and it's all jagged. jagged. And it's all jagged. Yep. Yeah. And then you have to put all the shitty bits that you've yeah. got on the floor. You have to put those in. Yeah. If anyone's ever eaten my lasagna, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is how it happens. No. Yeah. That is great. Right? That is up there with salsa bowl. (laughs) I really think, and it should work. You should be able to punch holes in pasta, no problem. Yeah, Yeah, why does does this not exist? And again, you've given it away for free, but... (laughs) This is how copyright works. I've copyrighted that. (laughs) This is making me really crave lasagna. (sighs) I'm I'm hungry for all these tomato-based products right now. Uh, you're welcome for floor lasagna here whenever you like. <laughs> but it is dangerous as well because you do that and it can like go in your eye. 
true. It's a health and safety <laughs> issue. I've almost cut myself with it. It was clearly a trauma that's inspired this. Uh, <laughs> were you in A&E with a pasta injury and then you invented? <laughs> it feels like the sort of thing people could be like, what is Hannah up to now? I've never like, had a dish that's the right size, though. No. And there's the real frustration there. So, yeah. yep. And also the dish, yeah, they're smaller at the bottom. So the ones at the top are fine. Yes. But it's the ones at the bottom that you need to break a bit off. <gasps> and often they're like curved at the mm-hmm. edges, right? You, you very rarely get a yeah. dish that's... No, true. <sighs> oh, I was really nervous about talking about that. I thought you would think it was stupid. <laughs> now no, to... I'm excited. I can't wait till it comes out. What are you going to call it? Ooh, perfectorated lasagna. Yay! <laughs> okay, we need to workshop this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is definitely a kind of a thing that I would put my life savings to if if I if like I really lost my mind <laughs> and I kind of want that to happen. Like this what? guy with the skeleton. You can make your own pasta. Yeah. So you could make it the shape you wanted anyway if you could be bothered to, you know, separate the egg yolk and make your own. <laughs> Pasta. I, I never bought a press. I had a little phase of making my own pasta, Ooh. but I never bought like the sheety thing that you put it. Yeah. Like, Do you have a KitchenAid? We have not been paid by KitchenAid. I don't know what is that. What it is. is that the thing that's like a tiny trouser picture, press? Uh, Great British Bake Off. That style of stand mixer, KitchenAid. Oh, you no, can buy any accessory. I've got the pasta oh, no, attachment. <gasps> we used to have a pasta maker like when we were kids, but yeah, we just used cool. it for Play-Doh. <laughs> My poor parents. Okay. But sorry, Katie, you had a pasta. Oh no, I just so you could make your your own heart's desire of shape of pasta. I mean, watch out, guys. Perfect. I've forgotten the word again. Perforated. <laughs> Perfectorated. No. Perfectorated. <laughs> Perfectorated lasagna sheets coming your way. It sounds delicious. So, <laughs> so, are we all in agreement? We think this is like someone who works for the police who is a bit theatrical. I think that, yeah, they're a theatrical hippie because they want to stop the violence. Okay, nice. It's an interesting time for psychology around this time. So, maybe it's sort of a. Ooh. Psychologist that's bored with the day to day wants to get involved in justice. And interestingly, we've I've never said he. Oh. Do we think? It Whoops. Is... I was picturing when I said hippie, I was picturing a woman. Okay. I'm not saying a woman can do men it. Can't it's just they hippies. didn't let them very often. That's <laughs> why. So I'm not sexist. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. You couldn't even rent a house, much less invent a skeleton. Right. Device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to invent something when you haven't even got a safe place to live? <laughs> Well, was it a woman? Helen Adelaide Shelby. Oh, Helen. Step Helen. forward. Yes, of Oakland, California. <laughs> Hippie. Hey, <laughs> I profiled correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of like one of the strangest things about it was that the fact that it was this, you know, this woman, and like you say, like in the 20s, they were hardly given the opportunity to well, do yeah, anything. This is, is this another glass cliff thing? Because if they're 50% of the confessions are being retracted, they're like, God, we're so shit at this, right? Anyone can have a go. Have you got any ideas? And that's how women We are going to open the floor <laughs> for 10 days. <laughs> so now we know it's a, a lady from California. What do we think her bag is? Why would she invent something like this? Who hurt her? Was she a lady, though? Ooh. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Why did she invent this? Yeah, like what? She wants to stop the violence. Sorry, I keep talking. No, but no, stop dude. the violence. It's but- a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but I do think that 
she is anti the violence. Mm. Okay. I think that's her motive. I would say, what if her husband is a detective? <gasps> Ooh. And she thought, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invent this amazing, helpful thing that will make his life and he'll come home yeah. happy. Because he's whinging about all these oh, overturned God. cases. And yes. she's like, right. shut this fucker up about it. My knuckles cases. hurt from punching all those would-be <laughs> criminals. Yeah, I feel like my husband doesn't get enough respect at work. What I'll do is <laughs> I've been thinking... <laughs> A talking skeleton. <laughs> well, you were spot on that she's married. She is married, most okay. important thing, to Edgar. And the sad thing is we... <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> it checks out. Um, the sad thing is we don't know much about old Helen because this, this patent was found, sort of, I think, relatively recently and she sort of disappeared a little bit after after this. But, after um, it didn't work. Because went, <laughs> see, women can't do stuff. <laughs> right. yeah. And no other woman has invented anything until the perforated pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so the things we do know about her, we know that she liked betting on horses. Okay. We know that she had a job. What do we think her job was? Oh. Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> what were the four jobs available for women? <laughs> Secretary, teacher, nurse. Maybe she's a poet if she's a hippie. Which I'm sticking to. But is that a job? I say this as a writer. <laughs> It was easier to get paid for writing than it is now. True. That is true. Mm. Possibly. Yes. Skeleton. Yes. Okay. Is she a nurse? Does she work in a hospital? Okay. Oh, she has to mend all the broken bones of all the perps. Oh, the police have been hurting. Don't tell us we're wrong. Our little hearts will be broken. (laughs) I mean, looking at all your little faces now. Was Edgar a perp that got beaten up? Ooh. No. (laughs) <laughs> was she into the occult herself? Oh, oh my God, yes. yes. Not she, that that's a job. Was she a fortune teller? Is she a, yeah, a, a seance? There's you, never been a fortune teller called Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Levinsky. Hi, I'm Helen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who you like it is. Although, you know, she'd be like, yeah, I've got the tricks of the trade. What you want to do is you press play and on the head. <laughs> it's going to flash its lights. Everyone will be really scared and your seance will go really well. <laughs> I mean, confession. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately um, it's relatively boring she was essentially a landlord she'd sell lease properties um, which is again for a woman at at that time in Oakland Santa Cruz and San Francisco nice so it probably wasn't sort of like short of a few bob as well and you kind of think she can have hobbies building skeletons exactly (laughs) like what she does in her spare time is is this so do you think she ever invented anything else or is this just a one off bonkers patent quick question was it a fake skeleton, or did they get a real skeleton? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was fake because it was right. giant, unless it was a really big lad. Was it extra large it to was intimidate? Big. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh my God. Oh. That's a nice touch, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> did she invent anything else? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope she was like, what was that film with Jennifer Lawrence, Joy, about oh, the woman yeah. that invented the mop and all the other things? Oh. I hope she was a bit of a joy. Nice, nice. Had a whole okay. roster of yeah. Crazy I, shit. You lived in the states. Do you know who Ron Popeil is? Do you remember Ron Popeil? No, who's Ron Popeil? Oh my gosh! I mean, he must be long dead now. But he he was like the original, um, you know, buy things from TV. Like he had this oh, okay. pasta maker, the Ron Popeil pasta maker. It's magic, <laughs> and he just invented all that is mostly kitchen stuff. Amazing. Hey, hey guys, look what okay. you can do with an onion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Tired of lasagna that doesn't quite fit? <laughs> Is this guy still alive? Because I think we need him on the team. His children probably are. Hit them up. The Papil family. Yeah, they're probably just enjoying his money that he made. Castanepo <laughs> babies. God, it gets into everything. <laughs> Anything else for Helen? Do we think that she... I think if she did invent something else, it would be completely different. So unrelated to police work, like hey. a really great sewing machine or some super awesome, I don't know, incense that makes your house smell amazing. I mean, yeah. I genuinely don't know. See, no, but that's interesting. Yeah. I like, see, I think she's just got a series of different skeletons and they're, they're, they're mainly aimed at kids' parties. She's got one idea and she's like, somebody's going to want this fucking skeleton. Maybe got the another, police. Got another skeleton it. patent coming in. She's on the end, they're like, okay, security skeleton. Uh, hear me out. Um, one what can't be improved with a skeleton. <laughs> to all of life's problems. Feeling lonely? Companion skeleton. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame because I feel like she's missed a trick here, but it was a one-off. Oh, um, okay. No idea why she decided to do it. Because, like, you know, I feel like... you know, you out there. I know, you wouldn't need to be watching... Like, I sometimes watch 24 Hours in Police Custody and, you know, with that stuff, I feel like I know a bit more about how the police works. But I almost feel like, what would... How would she have known? I mean, I don't know what mm. Edgar did, but, like, how would she have known well, that this was a problem? Crime fiction. Yeah. Okay. Like, that would have been popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I'm going to solve this. <laughs> Do yes. we know how how many like precincts it was rolled out into? Is it like one that well, they did the oh, test yeah. and they're like, this doesn't work? Or did it actually get. Yeah, how big was the budget for <laughs> Right. Like, how many places skeletons. tried it? Do we know? So the patent was granted in 1930, so three years after she sort of applied for it, it was granted, uh, but it lapsed in 19. 19- 47 when she died uh-huh. and it was never used okay. oh it never got used once no no so we'll never know wow however somebody did create it again when they found this painting <laughs> oh my god and somebody brought it to life uh, in 2020 who do you think did that or I mean you won't guess the person but what kind of person did it and thought this is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> it's more like who has the time and the inclination Elon Musk. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was trying not to say <laughs> that. Too. Like, all I can think of is Elon I know, Musk. Why? I just want Elon. No Elon. Oh, come on. Zuckerberg has to do something. It was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's he's got time. Um... Yes, he's like, you didn't get a confession out of me, but I'm going to try and get one out. What we're saying is very wealthy white man. Yeah. <laughs> you were spot on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Zuckerberg or Musk. Okay, wait. Give us a hint. Is it, Give us a hint. It's somebody who creates their own content. Oh. Okay. So a, a YouTuber. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. It was a young white man <laughs> who has too much money. Um, he's called Tom Scott. I hadn't heard of him, but um, that literally means fuck all in terms of YouTubers. And he tried it out on other YouTubers as he had, he created the whole thing in this room. to see if they confessed. Yeah, to see what their their reaction would be. And obviously, I mean, I watched the video, obviously the reaction is they all just laughed. One of them was like um, slightly claustrophobic, so it was a bit more... (laughs) Oh no. It was a bit more frightening for him. Uh, Well, they didn't know what to expect. They just got put to a room and then the lights come up. Yeah, they did did a thing where they were like, right, I'm going to leave you in here the three of you in here with a, a plate of biscuits one of you has to steal a biscuit and eat it and then oh, I'm gonna okay. and then you have to tell me who it is and they obviously all go no it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me and then they try to get the confession out of them 
but they just laughed. Oh, yeah, to be I a YouTuber. Were they separated for the? Did they all meet the skeleton one at a time? It was one at a time, and they but they all knew who had done it because they were all in the same yeah. room when they. Yeah. And nobody confessed. No, they just laughed. It didn't work, Alan. It so didn't really, work. he should have beaten the shit out of them at the end. <laughs> yes. Rubber, yeah, Full bit circle. of the big out the hoses. Yeah, <laughs> What's wrong with a good old hose? <laughs> yeah, but also, like in the 1920s, there was a whole big thing about spiritualism. Mm. So it probably would have been really sp- that would have been like the high end thing at the time, and everybody was terrified about afterlife stuff. Yeah, and you would have so been... It's sort of not a fair test. No. <laughs> but you would definitely have been like, and why the fuck are the police doing this? This feels... <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. I didn't know the police had got so into Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so another reason why this, this never would have worked is because um, at some point the Supreme Court ruled that coerced confessions are not admissible in court. Okay. And does that count as skeleton? <laughs> 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 if you're coerced, even if it's by a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> I was boned into a confession. <laughs> Ew. Ew. So when do you think they finally came to that conclusion in the US that um, actually we shouldn't be able to beat confessions oh, out of wow. people or scare confessions out of people? Oh, so now we're getting to Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> it's post-Cold War, right? Oh, no, it's got to be earlier than that. Well, the, mm, Miranda no, is in the... Did a case on this. It's the 50s, isn't it? I think it's the 50s. 53? Yeah. I think so. Too. I literally studied this and forgot the, it instantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. In your 50s, but maybe 60s. Uh-huh. 1961. <laughs> I mean, that's spot on. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> well done. There we go. Amazing. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that's quite late, isn't it? It's a long time to be That people. is, yeah, that <laughs> is so much later than I would have guessed. Like, without the context of all this, I would have thought it was way earlier than that. Yeah, but it's that not like, ridiculous. you know, that's just when they had a law. That won't have stopped anything. I know English cops and American cops and blah, 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 and there is a difference. But there was a joke when I was growing up. How many police does it take to crack an egg? None. It fell down the stairs. Like oh it's like the police were doing whatever they wanted, and they still probably are. Dark. With the law or without? Sure. I'm just amazed that even for sure. Yeah, yeah. They for had sure, thought yeah. like we should make it look like we're not torturing people. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Also, was that in a joke book? Like. <laughs> <laughs> It was such an 80s Christmas joke. It was like... <laughs> a cracker. Oh, God. <laughs> family, family. Um. <laughs> My granddad used to always uh, read out his... He'd pull his joke out and he'd always read it and go, help, I'm stuck in a cracker factory. That would be oh. his joke. But he did it every, every year. year. <laughs> we still do it now every year. Just a little, uh, little nice. nod. But... Back to Helen Adelaide Shelby. That's pretty much all we have on on Helen. So I think, shall we hear it for Badass Inventions? What a legend! Go, Helen. Helen. Talking skeletons. Drunk women solving crime. So we have just enough time for a listener crime. This is from Mrs. Nix91 on Apple Podcasts. I don't think that's your real name. Also with 91, I'm like, oh, is that the year she was born? My God, 90s. When people are born in the 90s, I think that's mad. No, it upsets me. (laughs) Sorry, Mrs. Nix. Just yesterday, just yesterday, we referenced 2004 for some reason. And my daughter was like, were you alive then? And I was like, oh, fuck off. I didn't say that. I didn't say that out loud. (laughs) 
but you thought it. <laughs> but you would have been allowed to. Yeah, that's true. We would have forgiven you. I mean, that's why hairdresser said she was like, "Well, I was a 2001 baby," and I was like, oh, "Shut up! Are you yeah. joking?" I literally have t-shirts older than that. I literally do. That's so sad. Yeah, I have oh, a I'm t-shirt sure I from. I have a Far Side uh, t-shirt from 1994. Aww. Nice, and it's the sheep having a barbecue. Um, and the caption is, "You're sick, Jesse." Six. <laughs> I mean, when a t-shirt is good, it's good. Yeah, You've got to keep that. it. Well, I can't get rid of it. No. And you shouldn't. No. So, um... <laughs> Gary Larson. Mrs. Nix 91, who actually will be 32, so actually she's not that young. <laughs> not very um, like, Or something like that. That's about that age. Anyway. Dear Drunk Women, my crime. Well, a mystery, really. On my honeymoon in Thailand, hashtag humble brag, my husband and I took a canoe from the hotel down to the beach. We went out on the sea, then took it back to the beach for a lie down. We swear we closed our eyes for ten minutes max. When we both looked up, the canoe next to us was gone. No tracks where it could have been dragged away. No footprints where people carried it off. Where did it go? It floated into the sea. Yeah. Ooh. Were they by the sea? Well, they, were, they, they fell asleep next to it. Yeah. Okay, were you wet That's when you woke up? <laughs> when you woke up. Were you both soaking wet? <laughs> Sorry, so they had pulled it up onto the beach. It was on yes. the sand. So they were so far it... from the sea. Okay. Yeah. But it sounds like there's a little tributary, if you will, from the hotel Ooh. to the sea, right? Yeah. But yeah. They... So, so, so two people just picked it up. Could have done, but there was no there was no. Oh, there were no footprints. But they could have just, like, you know, kicked the sand away as they walked. Yeah, there's a way to walk on sand that you kick your steps as you go. It's easier if you go backwards. I don't know why I know this. But <laughs> picture it like... Do, 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 do. Where were you on the night? You have been to Thailand. <laughs> it's a handy skill. Do you remember there was an episode of Jonathan Creek, just to bring it back to Jonathan Creek, <laughs> where um, there was like no footprints in the... There was a murder and someone in the house witnessed it, but then there were no footprints in the snow away from where it was. And it was because mm. it was to do with mirrors. And it was because there was a mirror in the window. And so he'd seen it from a different angle. And what I'm saying is maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. They woke up with a mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old mirror canoe trick. She says this is easily a conversation topic between us weekly, even five years later. Oh, wow. God. Did we imagine the canoe ride? Were we drunk on the all-inclusive breakfast Prosecco? <laughs> yes, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a crime. <laughs> what if they were asleep longer than ten minutes? So it's really easy to do that on yeah. the beach. Especially if you've flown a long haul mm. and you're really jet-lagged, which messes yeah. with your... So yeah. if they slept longer, then the sand could have been disrupted after the canoe. And somebody just thought, oh, yeah. the canoe. So they're not using it. They're asleep. I will borrow the canoe and then... I don't oh, think there would be what? footprints because they're going to be on the dry sand and that doesn't leave footprints. True. It just oh. leaves little divots. So as long as they there were two people and they picked up the canoe, it just leaves little divots. Maybe right? somebody was going to bring it back. Like that, like you say, they were just borrowing it and then these guys had gone and then they never got a chance to return it. It was an innocent theft. They didn't want to wake them up because they were asleep. Yeah. They were going to go, excuse me, are you using that? Gonna, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you tiptoe away quietly with your new canoe. <laughs> also, presumably, they didn't own this canoe. The hotel owned it. Yeah, I don't so think they probably it some from... hotel employees yes. came and went, oh, these drunk idiots. I guess we'll take, before someone steals this canoe, I guess we'll quietly Ooh. take it back to the hotel. Yeah. Oh, I think we've, oh, I think yeah, we've solved that it. Makes that. Yeah. As long as we shame the people that have written in, thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Nix, you're lazy and stupid. So. <laughs> somebody, a spy, was checking on them and was or, or at least was checking on the canoe needed the canoe and, and yeah to and get away yes from being chased by other spies yes and they would never leave footprints well there we have it there you go uh, okay we saw Nick did you make any new friends on this trip <laughs> oh well that, that we're in all your coffee shops <laughs> She's not bed one night. It's weird. Um, <laughs> Mr. Nix, I hope that has helped. Dirty um, <laughs> sure Owl. Yeah. We've got just enough time to say, Ava Glass, tell us what's coming up. Where can we find you? What's the next book? Is it still with the um, the woman who broke her heart? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the woman who, who deceived me. Um, <laughs> best friend I ever had. me. I know, the best friend I never had. Um, is she still in it? Like, I write, I've written two so far. Okay. The Chase and the Traitor. And they both Ooh. have the same main character, although they're standalone. So you get to cool. see her at different times. Nice. Um, she's also young. She's also deceptive. But I kind of like being in her head because then I get to theorize about whether she has any guilt about lying to me <laughs> <laughs> and the other people. But um, yeah, so they're they're out there. They get they're published by Penguin. Like I wrote her because there aren't many female spies in fiction that are written just oh. like male spies are written. Right. You know, just like here's a woman who's yeah. capable, who wants this job, is going to do this job and is perfectly capable of doing a good job at it yeah. and go out there and, and do spying. She's flawed. She's human. She's interesting. She's smart. Yeah. She's capable. That's what I wanted to write. That's Brilliant. literally it. Hmm. And there's so little of that that gets published because they oh, yeah. say women don't read spy fiction. Huh. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it's not untrue. I think they're the two tie in together, but I think I know why. And that's because spy fiction in the 20th century was completely appalling <laughs> to women. It's just so sexist. You read right. it. Like Casino Royale is a great book. It's mm. a James Bond book. It's a great book. It is the most sexist thing I think I have ever picked up wow. and put down again. Like, And yet I can still say that's a good book, but it didn't make me want to read a lot more James Bond. Because no. I could see Ian... Mr. Ian Fleming had some issues with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why. And I think the door is opening a bit. Like more women are starting to write spy fiction. More women are getting involved in this. And there's great TV involving female spies that are yeah. kind of like kicking at that door. Mm. So that we have a right to be like in this world and to not be completely insulted on page 27 of yeah. every book we pick up. Or being yes. some fucking femme fatale or having your butt slapped. Constantly. Yes. Or having exactly. a stupid name like in a... Oh, <laughs> Galore. I yes. mean, my God. Yes. <laughs> my friend described James Bond as, um, yeah, it's just a man having sex with people with stupid names. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Well, Ian Fleming went from Vesperlin to Pussy Galore in five books. Yeah. Like, he just yeah. got really drunk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How far can I push this? <laughs> I'll try. I'm sure they'll take it out. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> oh, no. I've got to, I've got to be better than oh. that in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> but crack beauty. That's <laughs> She is in book six. It's true. It was, it, it's hardly yeah. like, come on, women, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy this wonderful fiction. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, there is no better place to end than butt crack beauties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear it from our brilliant guest, Ava Glass. Oh, yay! <laughs>
Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.